Hello, and welcome to episode three of the best of the Simon and Ross Patreon podcast. We will be back next week for our 100th episode. Until then, please enjoy some bits from the Patreon episodes. think of the album it's really good well it's, uh, it's what you've heard three songs isn't it yeah, uh, yeah. no really good I've, i listened to it the whole way around on, on the uh, on the road on the walk on the dog walk well it got um, it got played today on worldwide fm mm. and um well i was i had it on i had my phone on listening to it and then the dj was like um so um the next song i'm gonna play is the uh, latest release through hyde park book club records it's tempo police from leeds there this that. Right. and then the song started and then I cut, I, I, it cut off because someone from work was calling me. Oh. <laughs> Bearing in mind, I hadn't had a call for about two hours. <laughs> and, then songs, and as soon as it started, um, I got a call, so I, I couldn't even listen to it. But um, no, it's, it's nice to see uh, my band Tempo for these. It's, uh, if you're into sort of, how do you describe it? Uh, samba, funk, dance, bossa, jazz, very dancey type beats. Um, some are... Um, our own versions of all the songs and uh, on the album, there's a lot of uh, mostly original. Well, no, actually, they're all original. Jasperan now and rolling out. Anyway, yeah, ninety ninety percent original songs. Um, it's 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 out for uh, it's released officially on the twenty first of May, but it is available for pre order now. If you go to temp- www.tempofeliz, that's tempo t m p o feliz f e l i z um, so www.tempofelize.bandcamp.com um, uh, You can pre-order the album now. Um, there's three tracks available on there for you to listen to, which Simon's been, um, I was going to say, pleasuring himself with. Them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my phone to vibrate. <laughs> yeah, set it to vibrate and Ross, Ross, you've got you've got to you've got to reassure me that on the EP you've you've, do, you've done a, a version of Zambi. Correct. You have brilliant. Although it's um, it's it's yeah, it's unrecognisable from the original. It's, it's very you wouldn't listen to the original and think ah, it's it's very 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 different to the original. I, d- I didn't know there's the original. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that, no, that, it's not a well known. That, that was for for the advert, Ross. I was doing <laughs> that. I was, I was trying to make it natural. Okay. And Ross, Ross, can you can you tell me you've definitely done Nio Enroller Nio? <laughs> now Enroller now, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. That's yeah, yeah. fine. That could only be topped off with um, a remix of Nabrissa. Nabrissa. Yeah. Nabrissa. Yeah. Yeah. I said now. Now Enroller now is uh, when when we were sort of trying to think of the name for the song. It's like um, you've got a dog called Enroller. Now Enroller. Now. <laughs> Come on, you Enroller. Fucking hell. Oh, I, I was I was trying to do a proper advert for you there, Ross. <laughs> was that what that was? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, to anybody listening, your support would be greatly appreciated. Today is 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 Bandcamp Bandcamp Day. Basically, if you pre-order it today, 
it waives a lot of the fees associated with putting something on Bandcamp. So the proceeds go directly to the band. So it's you know the, the the best way to do it, and the way that we see the most sort of support from it is is from is from pre-ordering. When it comes out for release, that's when you've got various fees to pay and whatnot. So anybody who's open to pre-ordering, I think it's six pounds um, on Bandcamp. Simon uh, has, has given the preview a few rounds, and I hope bought it already. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, much appreciated. And bought uh, it immediately. Tempo. What's it called? Tempo Feelies sound in my head. Feliz, tempo Feliz. Tempo Feliz. Think of it as happy time. What? Happy time. That's the sort of rough translation. I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to share anything with you when I'm having my happy time. <laughs> so buy it oh, now. Buy it now, ladies and gentlemen, on Bandcamp. Would you like to give the ladies and gentlemen uh, your uh, summary of uh, Hawk and the Crystal Soldier, or whatever it was? <laughs> what? Oh, right, okay. Um, Hawk. <laughs> Hawk. Hawk. I wanted to be Falcon. Ken. They called me Hawk. <laughs> Hawk. <laughs> um, my summary of it, my it, it was... It was all right. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, let's just put it out there. It wasn't as good as One Division. No. Um, which is interesting because uh, it was um, it was uh, more more action packed. Yeah. Yeah. But that just goes to show that it's not just you know a sort of action that makes a quality Marvel no. series. Um, I just I just I think the the biggest problem is that. The, First of all, that the, your core characters in in Hawk and Winter Soldier aren't that interesting or captivating. The, the, yes, the Sally Wet ones. Point number two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Hawk is a Hawk is a is a is a lawn beach towel put out at six a.m. and then it's been rained on. <clears throat> you know, and it's just there on its own, uh, waiting for some for the people to arrive around the pool, and they never do because the weather's shit, and it just sits there on its own. You know, being a bit. <coughs> and the next day, the person uses a different towel because that one's just shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Um, and then the other problem you had was there was no real, you know, one thing you've got in Marvel consistently is a yeah, good yeah. villain. Yeah. Um, one division because it was kind of her and yeah. and the army. <laughs> yeah. But it was predominantly her. Um, and then obviously Thanos is the villain of all villains. Yeah. Um. So I just thought that the idea of this, it's an interesting concept because I do, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to learn what the world is like post blip, you know, when everyone got blipped out of existence, when they all got blipped out and then five years on, you know, it kind of focuses on that, doesn't it? And you've got this yeah. terrorist, org well, you've got this organization that would rather the world continued as it was after the blip because yeah. it was one world, one people, borders didn't mean shit politics completely collapsed and it was very much like from their perspective people had never been closer mm. from different countries and around the world because there was so fucking few of them yeah um and then they all arrived back again and they I all show up again yeah I fuck it all up for them but I, I still wasn't entirely sure about what their agenda even was no like i i, I understood what what they think like what the beliefs are the ideologies yeah. are 
But like what their actual end goal was, it just, I, they just... I, I'm not 100% sure what they were trying to even achieve. They were just following this little ginger girl around who was yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know, what were they doing? Like, I don't know. And the thing is, I, 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 I think maybe they didn't want her to be too bad. I think they made you, they wanted to make you feel a bit sorry for her. But yeah. it, also, it also meant that you weren't really sure what, just what she was trying to do. Uh, and it was, it was a shame because she wasn't sort of, she wasn't evil enough to be an evil person, but she wasn't good enough to be a good person. And and that's about it. Um, a bit like the whole series. The series wasn't good enough to be a shit, a, 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 an amazing episode, but wasn't shit enough to be a really shit episode. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, it wasn't really shit. No. Anything like that. It, it just sat nicely in between all of it. But it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, well, I think it sits below average. Yeah. The Marvel, like, I wouldn't say it's like... I, mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would never think of saying to someone, "Oh, you don't miss that. Don't miss that." You no. know, if somebody was like, "Oh, you know, should I give it a go?" I'd be like, oh, "Well, you're not going to gain out by watching." No. <laughs> well, it's like uh, when when One Division finished, I, I was telling people, "Have you seen it yet?" And they're like, "Oh, no, no." Like, You've got to watch it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stick, stick, stick past the the first and second episode. Yeah. Get to the third one. It's well worth and it. It will really, really reward you. This one, I go, yeah, yeah, you may as well. The penultimate episode, I was, it, it felt like it went on. I mean, yeah. in, in, I mean, Endgame felt quicker. <laughs> you know, and that was three hours and eight minutes or whatever it is. Well, so, I, I've got your voice message somewhere about the, the training montage. Oh, good God, yeah. <laughs> I love how I love how sort of, you know, take it from take it from somebody who fucking trains every day. I tell you now, throwing a Frisbee twice and doing 10 push-ups ain't going to get you jacked. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. I was just I started, that, there. I started that last week because they don't come back. I keep losing them. I, I bought I bought a hundred off Amazon. <laughs> I kind of felt like the whole uh, the whole idea of Captain America's shield and what it stands for, and because that was like a pretty big focal point yep. on it is like yep. what who was using it and what it stands for, and and obviously Winter Soldier was very. Uh, sort of passionate about and, and Falcon was almost the opposite he was like well you know I'm not Captain America what am I yeah. going to do with it fucking sling it in there and then it got given to that creepy and that was another interesting sort of arc really <laughs> is, is the uh, is the guy who stepped in to take over Captain America yeah and I think that what was interesting was you know if he was going to turn into a legit bad guy yeah like now you've got Captain America who's He's rotten in the car. Yeah. Like he's good. Yeah. But they gave you his backstory. He's like a, a highly decorated war hero himself. Yeah. Um, it shows you his girlfriend, his wife or whatever. And he's quite humble. And he's got his mate who served his time with him. And he joins him. And it's like, well, they can't turn him into too bad a guy because you've been already given his squeaky clean backstory. Yeah. And then obviously it's like the pressures that come with being Captain America and the fact that he's actually... Always is is never ever going to be good enough as these super soldiers. No, and that sort of turns him, and he starts. But I think like the way he looks, because he looks a bit creepy. He looks like yeah. he's got the ability to fucking go on the turn at any minute, doesn't he? <laughs> but did you see all the all the pictures that people put up of um, the the old guy from Up, just with the Captain America head on? <laughs> it's just like perfect. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the. Chin, Squarest of chins. <laughs> yeah. The crimson chin, wasn't it? Crimson chin. 
<laughs> but it, it, you know, it, again, it sort of it was kind of interesting. It just didn't quite. None of it was particularly impactful. It was like, okay, yeah, I that's all right. So it was all just a bit all right. Um, and then he goes a bit dark, and you can see he's getting pissed off because, like, you know, they've got all these powers and they've got these abilities. And he, like, I think there's a scene, isn't there, when he that the Wakand the Wakandans show up, yeah, and they kick fuck out of him, and then he sort of goes off, and you you hear him saying, uh, 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 I, I, "I should have hit them with my chin." <laughs> yeah, he's basically <laughs> he's basically complaining that um, he got beat up by two women who yeah. had spears. <laughs> And the Wakandans aren't super soldiers; they're just hard as fuck. Yeah. Um, but you know, anyway, that 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 whole idea of he went on a bit of a weird sort of trajectory, didn't he? Where he was, and then, but he is a super soldier ultimately, isn't he? And he obviously is going to go on and, and continue to be in the the MCU, I imagine, because he's, he's been recruited by uh, who is it? She work? It's not Shield, is it? No, I I, I, I sort of tuned out by that point. <laughs> I, I kind of lost what was Has going it all on. Done it? Yeah, but he's, um, he's, he's like he's like dead happy that he's been recruited into this, but we don't yeah. actually know what it is or who it no. is. It's <laughs> it's another it's another agency, probably like Shield, that kind of operates on the the outskirts of of the legal, you know, yeah. so of, of the government. So I don't know. He, he, I can imagine he's probably going to have his own, not his own series, but he might reappear at some point in the future. Yeah, hopefully not. Yeah, I, I just don't like the idea of like dressing somebody up as Captain America and I just think you're flogging a dead horse there. <laughs> and I, I think the big reveal of um, what's the name? Thingy Carter being a baddie at the end rather than going oh, shit, I just went, oh that's a shame. Oh, she was the um, <laughs> oh, the, the organiser or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the file of facts. Yeah, even, <laughs> even, even her name was fucking boring as hell. <laughs> like Liberian girl or something. Uh, what was she? Liberian, <laughs> or, or librarian, librarian girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was something like, oh, you know, the the the, the, the what was her name? <laughs> the important document shredder. Mrs. Like, like, if she was a superhero, I should be like Mrs. Admin. <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I, I th it, it was a shame. It was a shame because I, I was. I think we said this last time, but I was looking forward to that much more than One Division. I, well, we, I, th we, I we thought were... I was getting that out of the way just to watch yeah. the Hulk and Crystal Skull or whatever. It was. What, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we were three episodes behind by the end. Yeah, that, that tells you everything you need to know. Is we, yeah. were, we kept forgetting it was on. You know, yeah. like, and, uh, and on Friday nights we always like you know. There's a couple of things that we tend that we know that's on that we like to watch on a Friday night, and we just kept forgetting about it. Whereas yeah, One Division, yeah. it was like fucking here we yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> not that everything, you know, I'm not going to sort of compare everything to another thing, but if you look at it as a standalone thing, it was just all a bit fucking damp for me. <laughs> a damp hawk. No, I, th I think. Well, I think it, I, genuinely, I think it would have made quite a good film. If it had all been squeezed down to two hours, there was obviously some packing there, um, some filling out. Yeah. So I think of it, I, I, I just, a, a lot of the people who were already in Marvel seemed to be wasted and were just there to make you watch it. Yeah. 
you know, like um, uh, I want to say, I want to say Zagamoff is not his name's not Zagamoff. What's his name? Oh, see ya. Um, Evil Ed Preserve. <laughs> Ming, Ming the Merciless. You lose at dawn. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? It was like Z or something. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. Z- Zemoff. Z- 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 no, it was Zemu. Zemo. Zemo. Zemu. Zemu. Rod Holland Zemu. Frozen. Oh, so have you. Hope you've come back. I think it was like Z Zemo or something. It was Rod Holland Zemu. But he's a really good actor. Um, he was in Glorious Bastards, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Daniel Brill. Yeah, and I do like him. Um, he, he, play, he played. He um, played. Uh, 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 he was in uh, Rush, and he played. Yeah, Nicky. Nicky Lauder. Nicky yeah, Lauder. Lauder. And he yeah. was amazing in that. Really good. And he's a good I, actor. I've, I've I've never not seen him in anything. Never not seen him in anything that he's been bad in. Yeah, yeah. You've never seen him in anything. That Is that bad. right? Well, no. <laughs> this sounds yeah. like too many double negatives. Yeah, there. you've never seen him in. You've never seen him be bad in a film. Yeah. No, yeah. he's always been a good actor. Yeah. But, whereas, uh, whereas in that, it's just like meh. Yeah, well, he's all right, but I just don't think he's got the backing. He just hasn't got the good characters around no. him to, to actually. You know, and it's that's Hawk and Winter Soldier in the nutshell. Is that they've got no, there's no fucking justification from being as boring as they are. No, Hawk just watching him fumble around, and those wings look like an absolute nightmare. <laughs> you know, he is actually called Falcon, don't you? Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get his name right. That just sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> I've never been able to. And you know what? I thought it was Hawk this entire time. Um, <laughs> Uh, what, what Patreon exclusive content have you got there, Ross? So I went um, to um, Barrow at the weekend. Right. Last, last weekend. And my dad had found something um, that I thought this would be perfect for the Patreon. And it is Ross's baby book. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's a new jingle I've got to make. And some of this, <laughs> some of this will really will sort of paint a picture as to how the fuck I turned into what I am today. Is it loads um, of pictures of a little knobhead? <laughs> <laughs> but there was a particular bit that I thought would be good to read out. And rather than do Ross's dreams, <laughs> I've got a diary that I wrote when I was eight. <laughs> And it's from a holiday to Primrose Valley in 1993. Oh, okay, here we are. R- Ross's baby dream. Oh, no. Oh, look at that. Ross's baby diary. 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 Oh, look at that little knobhead. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you know, you know, you talked to me about your Halloween costumes. <laughs> Halloween 1995. Whoa, it's better than a bin bag. That <laughs> was a vampire ghost. There's a, quite a funny typo in here um, where it talks about the... Um, you know, it's like Ross smiled at this age. He laughed for the first time, um, you know, and it says, 
first time he climbed the stairs, July 1988. Uh, well, well, I wasn't born until September, so that's pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> so you cl- you climbing the stairs inside your mum? <laughs> <laughs> I was climbing the stairs in utero. Um, so... And there's there's various loads of school reports and shit in there that are absolutely hilarious. Um, I like writing poems, and I don't like sums. (laughs) (laughs) Common theme. (laughs) So I thought it'd be quite interesting and funny because I've read this and there's some hilarious bits in it uh, for the Patreon to read um, Ross's diary. Um, of our holiday to Primrose Valley in June 1996. <laughs> and there's a little bit for every day. So, are you interested? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Keen on it? Yeah, oh, just, just, just start talking. <laughs> so, Saturday, 22nd of June 1996. I woke up in the morning. I was excited because I was going on holiday. We started to travel and stopped at Skipton to have a picnic in the car. (laughs) Then we had had a look around. Devon bought a Barbie doll and a wand. Devon's one of of my sisters. I bought a gun with caps in from Skipton. Then I went to a disco and bought a sword, and I enjoyed myself. (laughs) This is when I got to Primrose Valley. (laughs) Can you remember how you enjoyed yourself with your sword? Can't, can't, can't remember can't remember anything about Primrose Valley. I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> um, Sunday, 23rd of June. First thing in the morning, I went on a giant slide, although I've spelt it gaint. <laughs> <laughs> a giant gaint? I went on a gaint slide. Oh, right, all right. <laughs> I got, Sorry, I got I thought... the iron ear backwards. <laughs> um, I went down it in a mat. My mum and my mum and dad and me boned our elbows because we didn't lie down properly. <laughs> Where are you off, Ross? Oh, I'm off to Primrose Valley to bone my elbow. <laughs> I played on the adventure playground. I went down the pipe and went sliding down. Me and my dad rented two bikes for each of us. Four bikes, two people. One on what what each foot. My dad rented two bikes for each of us and we went all round the site and I was puffing and panting when I was going up the hills. <laughs> That's something you've heard from somewhere, isn't it? Someone's got, oh, you're puffing and panting there, aren't you, Ross? I'm yeah. writing that down. I'm like, That's gold, that. <laughs> I saw a big shabby, rather than shaggy, I've written shabby. I saw a big shabby dog that was sitting by a table full of food. <laughs> The dog or the table? The dog, the table. I saw a big shabby dog that was sitting by a table full of food. All oh, right, great. I don't right. think I could have told you if the dog was full of food. <laughs> um, I played on the bouncy castles. I was trying to hit dad with them and I enjoyed myself. Now, whether I was throwing bouncy castles at him, which is how it reads. Um, in the afternoon, I went to the swimming baths. I went down the slide and landed with a splash, splash being in all caps. Right. So the pool was nice and warm. Probably has been pissed in. <laughs> I went up the big end with Dad and I couldn't touch the ground. At night time, we went to the family disco. 
and watched a magician do tricks. <laughs> do you remember any of this? No. <laughs> Not even the, the shabby dog. No, it's weird because I was I was I was eight, so I, you know I remember stuff before then. Yeah. <laughs> but therefore, it just wasn't a particularly memorable holiday. Uh, Monday, the twenty fourth of June, ninety six. In the morning, while Devon and Ellis were at Jungle Gyms, me and Dad went to the wrestling match. (laughs) Was that just in the car park? (laughs) Well, I was going to say that the participants of this match, which I've named, talk to the, speak to the legitimacy of the event. Right, okay. (laughs) So, So, me and Dad went to the wrestling match it was Steve and Andy versus The Undertakers. <laughs> the Undertakers? The Undertakers. <laughs> right, okay. Against Steve and Andy. Steve and Andy. The window cleaners. <laughs> Worked in the fish shop at the weekend. <laughs> it, was, it was Steve and Andy versus The Undertakers, and the goodies won. So which one were the goodies? Probably uh, Steve, Steve and, and Andy. Andy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Stephen Andy. Yeah, Steve, Stephen Andy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, solid, solid people. In the afternoon, not like the Undertakers. <laughs> in the afternoon, Dad, Devon, and I rid a boat, and I crashed it because I'd never done it before. <laughs> <laughs> you you never ridden a boat before. <laughs> Then all of the family went to the adventure playground. I went on a toboggan run, and I went really, really, really fast. Oh, was that in caps as well? No. No, can't be that fast, then. At night, after tea, all the family went to a clubhouse and listened to the music. Devon got her face painted, and she looked like a purple cat. (laughs) When Ellis saw her, she wouldn't stop hugging her. Tuesday, the 25th of June, 96. This is the bit I can remember, actually. Well, I can remember the first line. Right. In the morning, I went to Flamingoland. Right. Me and Mum went on the roller coaster. We went upside down, and I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) And he never got that high again, ever. He was chasing it for years. If I, if I only knew, if only I knew, then it was all going to be downhill. Not the roller coaster, like. Well, it's up and downhill, isn't it? Um, then I went on a ride called Thunder Mountain. On Thunder Mountain, you sit in some cars and go inside a mountain, and it's pitch black, and you go up and down. Quick capsule review of the roller coaster. <laughs> Five stars. After that, I went on a log flume with Dad. You go inside a cave and then you come out and go up a hill. When you go at the when you when you're at the top, you go flying down and go splash again in caps. Yeah, oh nice, nice. Uh, and get very wet. Then Dad and I went on some bumper cars where you can crash into everybody. <laughs> and this next bit confuses me. There must be some trickery going on here. After that, I went to see a parrot show. A parrot said hello and bye-bye. Believable. One of the parrots was riding a bike and driving a car. (laughs) Did he crash into everybody? The man went bang and the parrot pretended to die. (laughs) 
He just shot it, didn't he? <laughs> then I went on a wagon wheel with Dad, and we went round and round. Then I went to the zoo and seen lots of animals. I see some bison and some deer. I see some zebras and monkeys and a lion. Then I bought a mask pen, and I use it a lot. <laughs> the mask or the pen? It was the mask. And I wrote, I wrote this with it. I remember that it was a yellow, it was a yellow pen with a green head on it. After that, I went on a pirate ship three times, and I went up and down. Then I went on a ride called Haunted Castle, and people jumped out with knives, and it was very dark. Then I went on a ride called Gorgator. I went very fast. Then I went on a Helter Skelter, and I was going bump, 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 but I liked it. <laughs> Bump is in caps three times. <laughs> but I liked it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, and it ends with I went on a ride called the balloon race and I went very high. Oh, dear. Wednesday, 26th of June, 1996. In the morning, the family went to Scarborough but it was raining. I saw a lifeboat and a helicopter rescue and some flares. I don't know whether that was the trousers <laughs> or the... Uh... <laughs> saw, him, saw a man from the 70s. <laughs> but I liked it. say actually how do you feel about um have you ever had um mongozo mongozo beer i don't know mongozo beer is that um it's indian mango beer right okay and it's fucking unbelievable it is the most refreshing beverage <laughs> you've ever drank it is absolutely if, it, if it's if it's got mango in it i'm in well, I was going to say, you can't buy it in supermarkets. You can only buy it when you go to, like, a restaurant and they've got it in bottles. Restaurant. Yeah, um, but you can order it online, but right. you've got to order it by the case, and it's, I think it's I think it's about £35 for, for about 20 bottles. It's right, not, okay. It's not cheap. So I was going to ask if you wanted to go halves in for when yeah, you yeah. came through. Um, yeah, that's fine. But it's fucking, oh, it's special. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's special. <laughs> I had, it was my first beer in it, you know. It was a, when me and Fatima went to um, Prashad's a couple of weeks right, ago, yeah, yeah. You know, just 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 behind me, um, <laughs> we went to Prashad's and uh, I, I had a bottle of Mongozo and um, with 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 the meal I was eating and the, I was like, oh my god, this is just a perfect combo. And I was like, this is just the ultimate in refreshment. So. Uh, I, 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 I said to her, I said, when Simon comes, I might ask him if he wants to go abs in on some of these. Yeah, definitely. But they're, just, but, they're just difficult to get hold of. 
What's it called? Mon 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 Mongo. M-O-N. Mon. Yeah. G-O-Z-O. Mongozo. Oh, coconut coconut fruit beer. Uh, they do have a, they have different. There's the mango one that we want. Banana fruit beer, mango fruit beer, master yeah. of malt. Whew, yeah, two pound eighty five a bottle. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen that. Where have I seen that? Yeah, you might have seen it in restaurants and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Never tried it though. Mm, oh, it's nice. It's stunning. It's perfect. It's exactly <laughs> what you. It's exactly what you want from a mango beer. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> is it a conviction thing? Again? It's like you're trying to make me buy shares in it. <laughs> I, I, I've agreed to buy half a case. That's all. That's all I'm going with. <laughs> Do you want to get some? Yeah. Do you want to invest in uh, my goals? Yeah. I probably would actually do that. Has Emily sort of got a hunched back all of a sudden? No, she's trying to sneak in because she's nicked my chair. Because I've been, I've been kneeling down the whole time. I've been talking to you. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you not noticed I'm higher now? <laughs> I thought you just moved further away from the screen. <laughs> yeah, I was kneeling the whole time, and uh, I, I thought she'd literally be two minutes with it. We've got this one is why trip. this is this is why we need a Patreon, guys, um, to get Simon a fucking chair. To sit on. <laughs> And if that takes off, we'll get him a bed to sleep in and possibly some toast to have for breakfast of a morning. I mean, instead of the Patreon thing, if you just want to send me IKEA vouchers, that's just as good. <laughs> we'll do we'll do episodes for IKEA vouchers. Don't worry about that. Say what my um did some gardening on my lunch break and um, <laughs> so that was an immediate tangent. A lot of them. no, it's just dawned. I mean, it's 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 just uh, it's just thingied up, flared up. I um I, I got stung to high heaven by. Uh, all these nettles. I had my gardening gloves on, but um, they went straight through those fuckers and uh, all down my thumb. It's all tingly, and um, not not the place. Um, it, it's it's just for me. My thumb and my hand is all just like really tingly from these nettle stings. You're listening to Ross's gardening time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can anybody provide a dock leaf <laughs> or a cup of this? I may have stung my anus. Can you see if a dot leaf will work on it, please? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Any road. That makes me worry, you know, because my asshole is always giving me jip. Like, it's, ne it's never, I never feel like it's quite right down there. <laughs> <laughs> Anything below waist is an absolute fucking pointless to me, to be honest. Uh, the, only, uh... the only thing I've got is I've got I've got fantastic quadriceps, but me but me, me, me balls look like the sort of inside of a Doctor X action figure, <laughs> uh, and, and me and me ass is <laughs> me ass is just always up to something odd. That naughty little ass. <laughs> <laughs> So I've always wanted to do one predominantly on books. Yeah. As a uh, a big reader, and um, I'm just as passionate about books as I am about films and music. Okay. Whereas <laughs> we've never touched on it in in four years of podcast, we've never even touched on books. No. Or I've got three. a book. I've got a book. Don't worry about it. I've got a book. Is it Year it's of right. the Worm that you were told it, to read in, in secondary school? <laughs> 
No, it, it's here. It's, te it's technically two books, but we'll go on to that. Right. Well, I want to talk about a book that's been really, really important to me. Um, right. Uh, for, uh, Are we going straight in? <laughs> going straight in? Oh, yeah. Well, I talk about <laughs> Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Could at least spit on it first. I've been... <laughs> I'm not taking it out for dinner. <laughs> give it a spit. Just give it a spit. <laughs> um, so, so this, you know, there's books that come and go. And there's, you know, I, I've always found that I go through different um, phases of the type of book that I like to read. So... Yeah. Um, for example, like when I was uh, in when I was at the University of Derby, um, my um, girlfriend at the time was at the university in, in Lancaster, and I used to go through sort of every other weekend, and I used to love the Lancaster uh, market day. And in that market, they had they, they essentially had two book stalls, and they were side by side. Like different people ran them, and what one was one was classic literature, and one was sort of um, everything else. Really, it was just. Uh, you know, you're more modern stuff. You'd find a lot of, you know, sort of James Patterson and Stephen King and um, Clive Cussler and, you know, it was all sort of more modern. And I, and I, I used to, every, every fortnight, I used to buy one book from the modern bookstand of an author that I'd never heard of and one from the classic bookstand because for a long time I collected classical literature. I used to try and find the oldest edition of a book that I could find. Um, which leads me on to another interesting fact is um, at, on one of these such days, um, I was at the classic stand talking to the, the owners and uh, I found an original version. This isn't the book I'm going to talk about, but it's quite interesting. I found an original version of uh, first edition of um, Robinson Crusoe, Daniel right. Duff, uh, which was 1893 uh, 90, or 94, I think. That's uh, how much you charged you. No, no. I, well, that's the thing is, I, I picked up this book, and uh, and I looked at it and I thought, Christ, this is this is old. And and I looked through and I, and I opened it and saw that it was a first edition, and I and I thought, I'm not going to make a big deal of this because if it's priced like the others are. So I just said to the the, the bloke who was who was on the stall, I said, How much for the, how much for this tatty old piece of shit? Yeah, <laughs> I paid a quid for it, and uh, and it's um. It's actually valued. Every now and again, I go online and see what those sort of what they're selling for. And at the minute, I think it's valued at just over a grand. Wow! Um, for a first edition Daniel Defoe. So I've still got that, and and be, because of how old it is, and because of how brittle it is, I actually um, chose to not read that version. So I, I bought a, a you know a reprint just so I didn't risk damaging. Because I'm not kidding you, you, you almost need tweezers because if the pages are that thin and brittle. Um, and the spine has worn away a little bit. It's like I don't want to risk damaging it any more than it, it already was. So, so I've, I've got that in a bag in with the rest of my books um, buried at the bottom, um, safe as Aldi's. And then, uh, and then, and then I went. I bought a newer version to actually read. So that's the first point. Um, but that brings me on to the book that I want to talk about today, um, where I think a lot everybody knows this story. You can try and guess what it is, Simon. Right. Everyone knows this book. Everyone knows the author. Everybody has come into contact with this story in some shape or form. I've read it, poof, I don't know, four or five times in different oh. versions. So many stories have stemmed from this story in terms of the type of characters that are in it. There's films, aplenty, different versions, stage shows. 
one of the greatest stories ever written. Oh, is it the Bible? <laughs> yeah, br brought to life by Mel Gibson. <laughs> um, it's far more but, in the Bible than just Jesus. Thank you very much. No, it's not the Bible, no. Are you anywhere near it? No. Uh, no. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, Charles Dickens. So, uh, A Tale of Two Cities. No. Um, the Pickwick Papers. <laughs> no. Um, uh, David Copperfield. No. Little Dorrit. Bloody hell, how are you going through these and you haven't touched on one of the, his best works? Um, Bleak Cow, no. Bleak House, no? No, that's a good one, though. Um, you've, you've already said sort of my top two. two Nicholas, out of top Nicholas Nickleby? No. It's still going from memory. I'm not looking at any list or anything. Um, <laughs> I'll explain why you, why you keep looking sideways. I'm looking at the coffee pods. Have, the coffee pods are giving me... Have you got them all written on the side of your fridge? <laughs> um, uh, could, uh, could you give me Oliver? <laughs> um, give it, give me, give me, give me another clue. Um, um, it depicts the education uh, of an author. Um, ah! called Pip. Great expectations. Yes. Right. So if I, if, if I had to, you know, obviously I've spent the last few days sort of thinking about if I'm going to talk about the first book that I'm going to bring in, yeah, um, what would it be? And if somebody sort of said to me, you know, it might, if somebody said, what's, what's the best book you've ever read? I don't know if that would, if that wouldn't necessarily be my answer, but just based on how uh, important it was to me. And even back when, you know, it was one of the books that made me want to write books, yeah. <laughs> even though I'm yet to ever write one it certainly give it, it sparked my creative writing hobby yeah um and it, and, it, and it was a big part of why i decided to do that type of thing at college and at university as well my grandma loves great expectations and she used to talk to me about it when i was a kid when i was actually too young to really understand it i feel and appreciate it for what it was all of the characters and great expectations you know you can you can see where they all um, there's so many authors that have used those types of characters to make other stories. So, you know, Estella, if you remember Estella, you know, the girl, the beautiful but cold Estella. Yeah, that he, the he, he sort of chase, chases after for, for ages. Yeah. and Yeah. Yeah, and then you've got Miss Havisham. Yeah. Yeah, you've got Magwitch, Pip, Pip's dad. Well, not his real dad, um, but it's, it's... All of these characters are recurring in so many stories. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not released. When did you? When? How old do you think it is? Great expectations. Uh, <clears throat> eighteen seventy-five. Not far off. Eighteen sixty-one. Ooh. And it was, you know, it was originally released as, as in volumes. Yeah. Um, and it was actually the thirteenth book by Charles Dickens. It wasn't like yeah. he wrote that. Everyone fell in love with him, and then he started. I mean, my, my top three. If if we don't include Christmas Carol, my top three would be would be David Copperfield, Bleak House, and um, Great Expectations. Yeah. Those three stories that I absolutely... Those are the first three Dickens stories that I actually read and, and loved. Um, the Old Curiosity Shop is another favourite of mine. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 without going on a big... I mean, have you read Great Expectations? Have you... You must have seen uh, maybe a film. Well, or... We did read it at school. And obviously you were supposed to read it. 
yourself when you got home and I, I never did. Um, but it, it was when it got to the end and you found out who had given him all the money. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh, I'd almost even forgotten that character existed. You know, he's, he's not in it for that long, is he? At, at the beginning, is it? It's, it's in, and then everything happens in his life and so many years pass and you, you just forget. And I don't think there's another reference to him until that point, is there? Very scary scene, actually. When uh, yeah, yeah, when he follows him into the, it's quite, and it's a very famous scene in the graveyard. Yeah. I remember, I, I was, uh, and we watched, we watched it. I think we finished the book and then we watched the the film after. I think it had Michael York and um, James Mason. Mm. Ugh, my name is James Mason. Uh, um, that's, Bob, that's Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my name is James Mason. No, that's that's Bob Dylan. I'll leave all this money to you. Um, but no, it's <laughs> to you. Um, but yeah, I, I remember it's them too. And uh, like I say, at the end when, uh, yeah, and, and, and also that I think the, the, the fact that you don't really know what's going on with Miss Havisham either, do you? Um, they don't, I don't seem to remember it massively explaining why well, he just sort of said, you know, she got stood up at the altar sort of thing and, and that's it. But you still don't know that much about her even at the end, do you? Um, no. And, and, no. And you do, and you do, when you're reading it and it keeps going on about this benefactor and you sort of, well, it's her, isn't it? She's obviously a lot nicer than, than we realised or she's been portrayed and she, she kind of feels sorry for him. Um, but obviously not, she's just a bitch. Um, and when you find out it's this guy who he did he feed him or something? I can't I can't quite remember. Or, or he gives him shelter or something at the beginning, doesn't he? Mm. Never hear from him ever again. And then suddenly it's him that's given him all this money. Mm. Abel Magwitch. Yeah. So no, it's it's a is a it's a it's a really good story. Um I think it's just so I mean Dickens has a very unique way of portraying class. And I think to the um, Charles Dickens is, is inc- was incredibly good at writing a twat, <laughs> wasn't he? Writing, but yes. Yeah, it was, very, it was a very good at writing, but he, if, you, if you can imagine the nastiest, most evil people in the whole world, he, he's able to capture them, isn't he, in his characters? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you, you almost think, why, why are they this nasty? You know, he hasn't done anything, or, you know, even all through his books are... are I remember um, in Oliver Twist, and um, he did uh, Bill Sykes, just a nasty, nasty, nasty man, isn't he? He is. And you just think it's it's relentlessly awful. Yeah. And you know, and eventually ends up killing Nancy, doesn't he? And you sort of think, why? And you don't, again, you don't really find out why either, do you? He's just a twat. Yeah, I think um, poverty is quite a big theme for Charles Dickens. Yeah. And, um, and, and you know, he's, he's the, the places that his characters come from and, and their rise and in some cases fall. Um, he just portrays, I mean, even there's, there's certain um, books that have, um, I mean, even the illustrations, I do like a picture book. <laughs> <laughs> you've never read you've never read the pop-up version of David Copperfield. Um 
and just just the way his characters are so are so vivid, the depth that goes into them, and and like I say, they've been used time and time and time again in in other stories. I mean, all all stories essentially come from Russian fairy tales. So there's a lot of um, the, the roles associated that every good story is supposed to have. You know, the good, the bad, the mentor. Um, the various um, roles that each character is supposed to play for the progression of a story actually originates largely from old uh, Russian fairy tales. And likewise, I think the characters that Dickens created, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of people that take ideas from that. Um, but he just, I don't think anybody really could portray um, the themes and put across the themes like wealth and poverty and, and love and rejection and good triumphing over evil and, he just did it in such a way um, with so with so many books that not many authors can really do as well. I'd also say, I, I, obviously, you're you're more up on it as well. But just because just because um, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut that fucking door. It's like they decide that they see me start sat by this computer with a microphone and they start fucking soaring outside again. And the Staley Bridge Carnival kicks in. I don't live in Staley Bridge, I live in Romilly. Romilly. <laughs> Staley Bridge is eight miles that way. Um, what's the saying? Oh yeah, just, just don't, because... Don't, don't, don't ever suggest that Simon lives in Staley Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> he gets very, very sensitive about it. Simon and I were able to actually um, uh, unite, reunite, come together. Yeah. <laughs> in 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 person. Um, yeah. The first time uh, last for, week. For the first time in a long time, we we were both on either sides of the glory hall. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and and we had every intention of doing a podcast. Yeah. Um, didn't happen. <laughs> the day just got carried away with us, didn't we? Simon yeah. Simon Simon and his and his uh, wife Charlotte came to stay with me and Fatima for a night, and. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we yeah, well, you know, we'll have we'll have a couple of beers, we'll have a crack, we'll go out, we'll have a walk, you know, we'll come back, we'll do the podcast, have some yeah. food. Six mango beers in, couldn't be fucked, could we? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But we're but we're back. Yeah. Albeit virtually. Yeah. Did you have a nice time? It was lovely. It was I, lovely, uh, though, have you? Uh, yeah, it was. Um, it was it was just nice just nice to get away from the same four walls for once. You're gonna to move to. Uh... Oh, I'd have, I'd have moved in the next day. <laughs> I'd, have moved, I'd have moved next door to you the next day. We could have had adjoining offices or sheds, and yeah. uh, you know we could glory perfect glory hole territory. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this do is a hole through, and and believe me, when I'm in the mood, I don't need a drill for that. <laughs> they don't talk, call you Ross the Human Drill Scum for it's, nothing, it's, do it's, they? It's, 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 uh, I go in and look at it, scratch me, head up. it's a single thrust job, this. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> straight through the plaster. Straight, straight. So if, if, if I did it now, I'd knock R2-D2, fine. <laughs> R2 would feel the force. <laughs> Uh, even though you do say so yourself. 
<laughs> it'd just be a, it'd be a, it'd be a quick, you know, pre-arranged knock. Yeah, I did. Would, would you need, would you need to do like a, a pilot hole first, or I mean, straight, straight drywall? Yeah. Straight drywall. Straight through. Yeah. Nice. It'd, it'd be a, I'd, I'd, I'd start with the, you know, the textbook knock that everybody expects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And on the very last one, it would be, it would be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or it would be, you know, give, 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 given the current sort of sporting situation, it would be, bang. Uh, no, it would be, <laughs> it would be, bang. There you go. I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can't, can't. As Greg Wallace said, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love. <laughs> the way you smashed through that wall using nothing but your cock. Are you telling me? You're telling me that you made that all just with your penis? <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> if I may, I may go in for another mouthful. <laughs> As you can see, I gobble the lot. <laughs> I'd eat the lot. Sorry, Monica. There's none for you this week. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. No, so yes, I enjoyed it. It was very good. good I, I, I think I think we'd have all done it the the night after as well, wouldn't we? I think we would have quite. Well, I was saying to Fatima when you guys two. left, and I sat down. I thought, bloody hell, I'm I'm just ready for round two now. Because we went on that, we went on another wall. We put some miles in, didn't we? Yeah. And three, then, three uh, walks, three yeah. walks in less than twenty-four hours. <laughs> and then, and then when we uh, came back, the second, you carried the class. The second one, it was, it was a walk to the yeah. pub. <laughs> you went the long way around. <laughs> yeah, I always do. Um, but Unless yeah, it's straight through a wall. <laughs> yeah, I was certainly ready for. Uh, I thought I could just quite happily go back to the fridge and start round two now. Yeah, yeah. You know. Whereas I drove back and then fell asleep. <laughs> Well, it was Father's Day. You had every right to. Oh yeah, it was, wasn't it? Blimey. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, if not, so, do it, um, definitely do it again. Uh, but we will record a podcast next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. <laughs> we will. Pro- probably. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, uh, hot to- week with weekly hot topics. Um, Ross's, I'll tell you. Ross's Patreon hot topics. <laughs> <laughs> Started watching Loki last night. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Have you pre- presumably you're up to speed with it? Uh, I, the only one I've not watched is last night's. What day are we on? Yeah, last night. Don't, don't. Yeah, I was going to say we only watched episode one. Last oh, night. I could not believe what happened last night. Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, it's good. Um, it is. I, it's I good. enjoy. It's I enjoy good. It. <laughs> it's good. It's not right. <laughs> I, uh, I, I did. Uh, I quite like. You know when, um, you know. The, it's in, it's it's clearly set sort of in the future, but the technology still looks really old. Yeah, I like, I like that sort of shit. It's like, like steampunk, like Star, Wars, like Star Wars. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, how yeah. It is, but, isn't it? but that was sort of style. It was like that's what they imagined it to be like. Yeah. In you know however many years time, whereas yeah. in Loki, it's like well we know what that shit looks like. It doesn't yeah. look like that. No. <laughs> but it's like that steampunk vibe, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess in a way it is, but. Yeah, I quite I quite like that, but um, I, I do I do think the one thing the one thing that I think Tom Hiddleston is shit at <laughs> acting is is is, uh, 
is is laugh acting. And he goes, <laughs> and he, he did it a lot. He did it a lot in episode one, and I, and I didn't say anything. And I, I, it's only I've only been thinking about it today, really. But I thought yeah. it was there was something grating on me, and I was like, "What is it about?" Because I've got no issue with Tom Hiddleston. I like I like Loki as a character. Yeah. You know, I've been looking forward to this series, but there was just something grating. I was like, "What is it?" And then it dawned on me. I was like, "It's that fucking laughing. He's shit at, at acting a laugh." But is it is it is it not that Loki most of the time when he's laughing is being sarcastic? Is that not part of it? That's kind of how I thought. But well, he does. He does. He does sarky laughing and he does yeah. real laughing and they're both shit. <laughs> he, he so can't. You, you heard it here first. Tom Hiddleston can't laugh. <laughs> there's there's because he also does nervous laughter. You know, like when <laughs> he's when got he, the whole range, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, but that's all crap. It's all. <laughs> Uh, the, I, I'd not noticed that, but now, now I will, and it will annoy me as well. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the first episode was good. Yeah. Um, I've I've also had quite. Say, I'm. I'm. By, by the way, this is probably going to sound to the viewers like, "Fucking hell, is Roscoe ever going to show?" I'm picking up. I'm trying to pick up the slack here. I'm trying to give Simon an easy time. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just here laugh acting. That's it's, all I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Have you watched it yet? Nope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's quality. Why not? Uh, you, you don't. You, you don't like the answer to that question. So you know. Yeah, I, true. Because everybody I'm, says it's good. Yeah. And everybody says I'd really like it, and it's right <laughs> you, up my street. You would really enjoy. You you would really enjoy it. It's it's a little bit. It's a little bit sci-fi. It's a little bit. It's a little bit this, and it it's very clever, and it's it's just like yeah, you would love it, Simon. Right? Okay. Yeah, I'll give that a miss. <laughs> Yeah, it's specific to your. <laughs> if I was to sum up your, <laughs> it would be Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah. Which which means I run a mile from it <laughs> yeah. every time. And we we also finished Game of Thrones for the. Oh, uh, oh, did you? Yeah, we're done with that now. Did you enjoy it any more the second time? Um. Yes. Um. But I also uh, so going going back to the whole the ending. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, my opinion is still the same. That it's like, you know, I, yes, I understand why people are pissed off. Yes, it was pretty botched together and yeah. didn't feel like it made much sense. No, I got a stronger feeling of that the second time because you know, like we were saying, when you when you're binging something, you sort of you real you lose all sense of like, everything seems to be progressing really quickly. It's like, oh, John yeah. and uh, what, what's what's the wildling girl called? Uh, Ingrid? Ingrid, Ingrid. Ingrid. Oh, right, Ingrid. Yeah, there you go. That was a good guess. She, um, <laughs> like, you know... You know that thing you do with your tongue, John <laughs> Do you do that to all the ladies? <laughs> I always put that quote. Is that what lords do to their ladies? <laughs> I don't know. Just just felt like doing it. <laughs> it was just there. Just licked it. <laughs> you know, their whole... I think they only spend about two episodes in, in, in each other's company. Yeah, pretty much. And, yeah. it's like, and then all of a sudden, she's dead. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I did, I did find that getting towards... Because the first half of the of season... There's eight, isn't there? The last half... The, the first half of season eight is fucking awesome. Yeah. 
and the Battle of Winterfell is absolutely brilliant. Um, and there's a, some shots that I forgot about that just I thought, wow. And when it's when Jon and Daenerys are stood up on that hill and they send the Dothraki forward into the dark, and you just see all the lights, and then you see all the lights disappear, extinguish. Yeah. And then you can just hear things. Yeah. And then a horse comes running back, and Jorah comes out with his head down, like looking absolutely fucked, you know. <laughs> Um, that whole battle, yeah, fucking brilliant. But I was trying to keep a closer eye on Daenerys, yeah, as as more of them should, yeah, to try and figure out, you know, where's the um, are the, are the, are, were the signs as to her going the, mental? The cut, the cutoff point. Yeah, like when did she stop being so reasonable? And yeah. she 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 becomes very much. A secondary character to Jon Snow yeah. as soon as she goes to Winterfell. Yeah. Because and she says to him, doesn't she? Like, everyone loves you, and you can tell it's pissing her off. Yeah. Because they're all like, all these people are like worshiping. They're never yeah. going to look at me as the queen because look how they are with him. Like I'm studier. And but that that was still episode four, I think it was, wasn't it? That's the coffee cup one, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which they yeah, cut out. Starbucks, cup. Starbucks cup in the middle of it, but which they cut out of every, every episode after. Um, but yeah, but I think that was still episode three or four in, in the last one. So well, it was it's still like quite you quick. Could, you, you could, she'd taken a back seat. You could tell she was getting pissed off. There yeah. was a lot of scenes that were a bit annoying when she was like trying to be, become mates with Sansa, and they were like yeah. trying to find common ground over <laughs> John, and it was a bit cringy. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, it, it it definitely like what actually sent her over the edge, and it was like there's 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 only three things that you can put it down to. There's losing one dragon, yeah, losing two dragons, yeah, and losing Missandei, yeah. And that for me doesn't justify why she would well, all she of a sudden. Does. <laughs> but obviously, Varys calls it. That's why yeah. Varys gets killed because yeah. he says to Tyrion, he says, I think she's actually fucking mental, you know? Yeah. And Tyrion's like, well, I don't. And he was like, Jon would be a better king than of, of, of the Iron Throne yeah. than she would be queen. And we're yeah. going to have to pick a side. And I'm telling you now, I've picked mine. And Tyrion's yeah. like, fucking don't, don't mm. do this. And he's like, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and he tries to poison her, doesn't he? Yeah. And he gets killed for it. But he, but you know, he was right. He was right. He, he, he was absolutely right. <laughs> She's a fucking nut job. But and I like, I like that sort of that phrase that he comes out with. You know, he says they, they, they do say um, every time, a, every time a Targaryen is born, God flips a coin. You know. But I, I think, uh, from what I remember, it, it's kind of in their DNA to be a bit mental, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, I wonder if that's like to do with inbreeding. <laughs> um, uh, most most of the rest of the characters in Game of Thrones are, are, are all inbred as well, so you know they're not going mental. But Aegon Targaryen, yeah. the king who'd been the king for you know however long, twenty yeah. odd years. Um, he well, longer than that, wasn't it? Um, he uh, it, it didn't seem like he was always mental. They no. called him the Mad King, but it's like they always talk about like all these years of peace that they had. Yeah. And until until they didn't. And then that's when Robert Baratheon and Ned Stark rebelled. Yeah. Oh, were they talking about peace during Robert Baratheon's time? 
It didn't sound like Aegon Targaryen was always mental. It was, but then. I didn't get that. Could you try again? <laughs> Apparently, my watch thinks I've said, How do you staring Robert Brothen time? <laughs> well, how do you? <laughs> Very carefully. Yeah. <laughs> Call me hot.